0: What is up everyone uh episode three of dpf on tap Uh, getting right into it so what if i told you over the weekend that the phillies outscored their opponents 24 to 11. you'd be really happy right Um, but then they lost two of three you cannot lose two of three to the nets just absolutely abominable effort in the field and i think it's costing them more and more games uh, you know, the Schwerber-Marsh debacle, it's like Keystone Cops out there. I, I would almost say to Marsh, like, just catch everything you can. Don't question if, like, Kyle's gonna run into you. He, he's not going to because, like, he, he has, like, this kind of circle of influence, which is not really big, probably, like, you know, two feet in diameter. Just go and get it. Um, the 19 runs, I went to the game, it was super fun. Uh, my daughter and I, it was her first game that she, uh, was able to score and she saw every possible scoring capability there. It was, you know, pretty amazing when you consider like back around in the fifth and I had to explain, all right, well, they give you an extra line and we're going to have to cross out six and make it five and then down and down the line, um, but just can't have these errors uh, of, of, you know, mental errors. And I think another mental error was Ranger Suarez cruising along, doing fine, and then he got into that NOLA esque uh, situation. Cotham came out, apparently said, uh, Ranger, throw the next one over the fucking middle, so that uh, Stone Gossard, and I don't know how this dude has enough time to be, like, playing guitar for Pearl Jam and hitting Grand Slams against the Phil's but threw it right over to goddamn plate, uh, and, and that was it. The Phillies kind of just, like, shut it down after that. So, um, not good enough. Cubs sweep great. Uh, the loss to the Nats, two out of three, unacceptable. So, what do you got, Chris? I,
1: yeah, I, I mean, uh, you know, the Cubs series, obviously that's great. You know, we were all hoping for two out of three in that series and to go in and sweep the Cubs, and I think the, the story of that series was – was really to start pitching. I mean, they, they uh, you had Suarez going seven in the third, only giving up an earned run, one earned run. Nola doing his Nola thing, um, you know, giving up four earned runs in five innings, but the <laughs> Phillies' bats kind of bailed him out and yeah. put up an eight spot in that game. Um, Walker continues to be excellent, another six innings, with one earned run. Uh, we had the opening night, Marsh, two bombs, uh, really got the offense going. Uh, Schwarber in the third game, leadoff home run kind of set the tone there, um, you know, but then you get to that match series, and it was, it's the same old story, I mean, they had an opportunity to win all three of those games, they, they should have won all three, um, the first game, I mean, how do you lose two to one to the, to the fucking Nationals, I mean, how can you not put up more than one run on the fucking Nationals, and that's a shame, because, uh, you know, Christopher Sanchez really pitched, pitched a good game, and uh, he, he deserved better, in the two starts he's had since he's come back, he's, he's deserved better in both those starts. Uh, and the offense has let them down. At the 19 runs, you know, woohoo! let's have a party. Yay. <laughs> and then you come out, you come out, you know, the next game. And, again, three double plays, you know, wasted opportunities. Oh, really a chance, a couple chances to blow that game open, and they just never did it. And the starting pitching in that series was not great. Like you said, Ranger did his null impression. Wheeler, I'm still concerned. I'm getting very concerned about Wheeler. Because he's not that guy. He'll have one dominant start and then three, eh. Is he yeah. hurt? I don't know if he's hurt or just was overextended last year or, or what. But you think at this point, you know, I mean, it's just – it's concerning that, you know, our top two pitchers have not been our top two pitchers. Yeah. And that yeah. concerns me going forward. Like, we need those guys to step up. You can't depend on Ranger being this great, you know. And you saw he had a hiccup, you know, the other day. Um, Walker, you can't depend on him, continue to dominate. And then, you know, your fifth starter spot, as good as Sanchez has been, I I don't think you can depend on him, you know, giving you consistent innings. Um, So, yeah, overall, I'm disappointed that they only won four out of those six, especially taking a sweep from the Cubs. Mike, where are you at with us? Yeah,
2: I got a couple of things. You guys covered some of them, but Walker at nine and three is our ace, clearly. I think you're on to something, Chris, uh, Wheeler seems to get a dead arm about now until September. Uh, I don't understand how that happens to him, but uh, I am concerned about that. Um, the Cubs series, you know, Marsh and, and Nicky two buttons were hot and Schwartz hits another leadoff homer on the first pitch, which we've all discussed a ton of times how that works and, you know, not even – can't even figure it out. <laughs> but the one one play that uh, that JT made – uh, in the ninth, where he came up the line, kind of dove and shovel past to to first to get that out. That was huge, man. Because we we only we only won that game by two. We were only up two at the time, and uh, I think that's kind of a a saver there. Uh, as far as the Nats go, um, you know the hit parade in game two was great. Everything else was horrible. Um, I do want to go back though. I don't know that that's a hundred percent Rangers' fault, guys. So. Think about if they actually catch the ball, and he doesn't have 14 extra pitches in that inning. I heard LA talking about it, and it makes it makes a ton of sense. Chris, you you've pitched before, right? If you're if you're going along, you've got three outs, and now you're giving it you're giving up another out. You have you you, you you're going through. I think he threw 25 pitches, 26 pitches that inning, and he should have thrown like 11 or 12. So, um, as bad as it was, uh, I think. I think not all on him. It's all on the defense too. And then, uh, yo, Nikki, Nikki Allstar gets a nod. Can we ring the bell for Nikki Allstar?
0: Moving on to John. So John wanted to ring the bell, and this (laughs) isn't his first ring the bell, but little Nicky Three Button, that's here for you know. (laughs) We were uh, we were all gonna wear jerseys today and have you know just three buttons on, but you know this is PG thirteen and you know we didn't want to get everyone hot and bothered either. With, <laughs> yeah. you know, us studs on. Uh, John, where were you at with uh, this this last series? I was
3: hoping for two of three. I was glad when we got the sweep when we got the sweep against the Cubs. I'm like we're steamrolling the Nationals. And then Sanchez pitches that good game, like you guys mentioned. Um. I don't know how we can't hit off Josiah freaking Gray. Like, he's not like Cy Young. I, I really couldn't figure that out. The bats didn't help Sanchez that game. Like, Walker, for, he's got to step up. Ranger got rocked a little bit, but, you know, he'll, he'll come back from that. But what I noticed in the Cubs series, a lot more hitting at the bottom in order than the top. A lot of the guys, like six through nine, came through, whereas the top guys were just floundering a little bit in that series. Um, But that barrage on Saturday was beautiful, but they they scored four yesterday, not enough.
0: Yeah, it was, you know, talking about Ranger, like, does this dude have a pulse? Did you see that one where it was the comebacker to him? And he, yeah. like, literally, like, read the ball, counted the stitches, and then threw it over. Like, I love that, but it's almost a little too dickish. And, like, I'm, I'm huge on dickish. I loved it. Wait wait a <laughs> minute. Wait. <laughs> whoa, That's whoa, not whoa, what whoa. I meant. <laughs> Check, please. Uh, I'm out of here. <laughs> but I, I love, um, you know, kind of, like, his demeanor out there, um, where he doesn't get too high or too low. But when I um, what I think, though... Where you saw that pulse was like Mike was saying
1: that ball drops in between Marsh and Schwarber, and instead of being two outs, nobody on, he kind of lost his composure a little bit there, and 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 you know he he wasn't as crisp, and then he leaves one out over the plate, and boom, a three nothing lead now turns into a four three deficit. Yeah. So I think something like that, you know, I mean, you know, pitching, you know, when you throw an out, you you expect it to be an out, and it can be deflating to a pitcher. When you see an obvious out, you know drop in for a hit, and and like Mike said, he was cruising along there, right. and then all of a sudden, now he's got to work a little harder. He's got to be in the stretch, and, and maybe that pulse kicked up a little bit, you know, and, and and his adrenaline got a little going, and he left some balls flat, and um, you know, so that that's where like you know the defense really can can affect the the pitcher's you know attitude and his Mo persona and the way yeah. he's carrying himself on the mound. You can kind of you know really sabotage a whole inning, but with a bad defensive play.
3: That's another question. Um, you were saying as we were heard. I had heard something online, but I had had no time to research today. Someone mentioned something, Ranger might have pulled his groin. Is that true? They were talking Did, about it. On, hear about
1: they that? were talking about it on the game. Yeah. He stayed in um, I hope that's you know, not. True, I, I think but, I think yeah. it, I don't think it was an early exit because of an injury. I think it was just because of ineffectiveness. Yeah, that too. Um, but hopefully, I haven't heard anything since then. They mentioned on the game they thought he might have slipped. Yeah, or I something. heard a, a, a blip about but it, but yeah, I didn't get a chance to. it I haven't or heard or anything, anything since, so fingers crossed that that's yeah. not.
3: Prayers for Ranger. <laughs> yeah, but that's not <laughs> need something. him something.
0: Moving on to the next series, so the Phillies are going down in Florida, which has you know been their kryptonite. Um Last year, they did decent against the Marlins, uh, finally, uh, but they're also playing the Rays, who have, you know, I think they're already at 100 wins at this point. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I am super excited for July 4th game. Number one, because the Phillies haven't played for July 4th. It seems like in A couple tons of years or so, years, yeah, like a few it's years, It's like, yeah. I don't know, baseball, beer. The
3: Memorial Day, uh, too.
0: You know, and uh, it's something that I really can't wait, and... The pitching matchup is, is exciting, too, because it's Nola versus Eflin. So, like, of all of the games, I'm excited about this one because I think, like, Nola has something to prove, and so does Eflin. He has maybe a chip on his shoulder that, like, hey, you gave me up, and I'm going to show you who I am. I, I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm worried about the fourth inning. Um, I'm worried about the third inning. I'm worried about the second inning um, <laughs> with Nola. Uh, you know, if you ask for predictions, like, I don't know. I, I hope Arias doesn't have, you know, 20 hits um, in the three games. Um, part of me, you know, wants him to hit 400, just not against us. Uh, I, I think getting two wins is success down there. I don't see anything more than that. And I'm normally like a three-win guy um, or, or 4 But I don't know. I feel like I have to temper my expectations on this road trip. Um, uh, I I think two wins I'm not happy about, but I think that's what's going to happen. So, Mike, where are you at?
2: Yeah, I think uh, you have to watch for this Eflin um, chip on your shoulder that you were talking about. Uh, I started, when I dove into some some stats, um, I think he has the ability to with a little bit of um, you know extra incentive from his former team, to really um, be a, a problem in that game. So um, uh, honestly, looking forward uh, to Miami. Um, it's before the All Star break, right? Every year, I feel like thinking back, we kind of limp into the All Star break. I think we need to take this uh, these two, last two series and get some momentum as we go in. Um, You know, we need our stars to become stars. Harper and Turner and JT are – they kind of got their heads up their ass right now, and they got to get them out and and start delivering. Um, And I say, prediction-wise, I'm going to be – we're going to win two and two Rays in Miami, so four and two. Uh, John, what do you think?
3: Yeah, I think uh, we need the pitching to step up. Like Chris, Chris said, Fourth July, Nola versus Eflin, so that's like Mister Ass versus Mister Glass. <laughs> like, but yeah, Eflin might have a you know a chip on his shoulder. Um, need the pitching to step up and last long. Like out like you like I'm worried about Nolan in any any inning. I'm no I'm worried about him before the game starts. Yeah, like batting practice. But I hope he you know I hope he can give us a good seven at least or something tomorrow. Give me six. Don't burn the bullpen too much. Um, Like I'm tired of hearing it's still early, whatever. We're almost in the half point season now. uh, Half point of the season now with the All Star game coming up. Time to put your big boy pants up. The bats have to, you know, be consistent. Pitcher needs to step up. And just uh, this is a real test this week, uh, Tampa Bay and Florida. Florida, I'm not really scared about as much as other people are. Like I know they're in second place and all that, but um like we 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 play Alcantara pretty well they have good pitching but I mean I'm not really I'm thinking like four out of six at least and that's what I want thinking we might only steal one from Tampa Bay but I'm trying to be positive and say four out of six
1: yeah I mean you know going down Tropicana Field Stadium looks like a toilet, and the Phillies <laughs> play like shit when they go down there. So they're they're nine and nineteen since two thousand against the Tampa Bay Rays, and Tampa Bay hasn't been good all those years. They've been real good recent, you know, mm-hmm. nice stretch. They haven't been good all those years. The Phillies just don't play well down there. Uh, Tampa coming in fifty-seven and thirty, not quite a hundred wins yet, Chris, but they're well on their way. Uh, five and five in their last ten. The Phillies are six and four. The Phils are coming off a great June. I think they were 18-8 and eight in yeah, June. Yeah, a really good month. So hopefully, like Mike said, we're not limping into the All-Star break like we typically do. Um, I'm excited about the Marlins series because not only are we chasing them in the division, they're the number one wildcard team. Mm-hmm. So we have some extra incentive to really play well down there.
0: Make up some ground.
1: Uh, make right. up some ground. Uh-huh. Yep, right before the All-Star break, make up some ground, go get a couple days off, and, and then come back ready to go after the All-Star break. I mean, two big games for Nola coming up. He's going to pitch in both these series. Yeah. He'll pitch the first game against uh, against Tampa, and he'll you know assuming they stay on rotation, they don't change anything, he'll pitch the last game before before the All Star break. So two big starts. I'm really looking for Nola to to step up. Like I'm so tired of watching the same nonsense with Nola. Uh-huh. Philly spot him five runs the other uh-huh. night, and he comes back and gives up four. And, and I just I, – I can't have it. I just can't – it gives me the fucking shakes every goddamn <laughs> time he's on the map. Yeah. But he's got two big starts against two – you know, the Rays are a really good team. The Marlins, were chasing them. Mm-hmm. He needs to step up. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm kind of with you, Chris. I'm like – I don't have high hopes for these two series. I, I have a lot of excitement to yeah. watch because I, I, yeah, I don't get to see the Rays much and they're they're an exciting baseball team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, I enjoy watching good baseball teams play baseball. Yeah. Um, so I, I think if we get three, I'd be happy with, at five hundred. I'd be settle for two, but I'd be happy at five hundred on, on on these six games. The
0: I, I I think you know we're all kind of like hoping for the best, but preparing for <laughs> yeah. the worst yeah. is kind of like what we're and, and I think and though
1: what, if they if they would have swept the Nationals, we'd all be going fuck it. There was oh, six games. Oh we'd this, be on yeah.
3: we be on the train like yeah, you, I dude. think this weekend really <laughs> yeah.
1: has tempered our expectations uh, going into yeah. these six games.
0: I mean, Nola has to be excited about pitching three important games upcoming. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to face the Marlins, he's going to face the Rays, and then we just got word, uh, I was just on the net here, that he's actually pitching uh, the home run derby. They're going to tell Nola that it's an 0 2 pitch each time, and, you know, I I figure he's going to groove it. So, like, all the home run Uh. hitters, I think they're going to be, we're going to see an absolute. (laughs) bomb fest on this uh (laughs) at 02. um the next thing we wanted to talk about was kind of superstition so i think you know we were talking beforehand some of us have superstitions. some of us don't so i'm going to go and like just start with mike because i know mike is one of the more ones that do and then mike transition to john or dugan because they're the ones that like don't as much as you and i and I'll, i'll kind of like leave How much you and I have the superstitions? (laughs) Yeah,
2: so how much time we have left? Uh, (laughs) So this all kind of goes back to playing ball growing up, okay? So if my mom was around right now, I could get her on and she would tell a story about every single practice and every single game, I have this thing where I I had to be like an hour and a half early. She would drop me off. And then go home and then come back if it was a game uh, to watch. Because I wanted to be there so early. There was nobody there. Uh, but I thought, and you know this, you guys all played at, at one point or another. So there is such thing as baseball gods. And they get pissed off if you don't do things like you're supposed to. So that was my first thing. I had to be there early. Uh, next thing is, <laughs> you're going to laugh, but left sock first. Left Stirrup, left cleat, then right sock, right stirrup, right cleat. I don't know why, but one day I had a good game, and I'm—I shit you not—forty years later, I still put my left sock on first and my left shoe on first, my right sock on second and my left shoe or right shoe on second. It's it's crazy. Um, same thing, I think. Um, Dugan, you were talking about this, but have, had to have the same t-shirt under my uniform, right? It, either a t-shirt or sleeves, Chris, we we played a few games in Queens in the snow, if you remember, but um, obviously washing them and all that stuff, but had to be the same exact ones. And by the end of the year, they're destroyed. Sliding pants, same thing. Um, and and I, when I tell you I know this for a fact that when i was going bad it was because one of these things wasn't done right um another one is never walking or you know when you're trotting out or off the field uh never step on the the chalk line uh if you did that there is a whole another thing that you had to do to undo it so kind of like that scene in bold Durham, you needed to get a you know sacrifice a chicken um <laughs> and then switch it over to like Watching uh, sporting events, specifically the Phillies, Eagles, you know, not so much the Flyers and Sixers, but like if I know that they're winning and I haven't watched it because maybe I'm at work or I'm you know doing something with the kids or my wife, I won't turn that on because I don't want my my bad juju to mess them up. Right? Conversely, if they're losing, I immediately turn it on because I think that I can change that around and they'll come back and win so um, I'm telling you there's there's other weird ones like if I fold towels the the label has to fold in there I could be on here for hours guys but those are a few of the ones from you know when I played and when we were when I watch uh, you know baseball
1: specifically. you might themselves. need some medication Mike you <laughs> might, you know, oh, you might, they got medicine for that man <laughs> <There>
2: <laughs> you
0: go. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> With twenty side effects. <laughs> there you go.
2: <laughs> what do you think, John? You got um any-
3: When I was when I was playing, I only played for my t-ball till I was about twelve or thirteen or so. Uh, the only thing I would hope is that the coach's punk kid would get hurt so I could play. <laughs> and I don't like to do it anyway on every team. <laughs> but um, no. Other than that, I really don't have any. But it was funny. Uh, Carter Hart from uh, you know, on Twitter, YouTube, you know, TikTok and all. We have met up with yeah. him at uh, the tailgates and all. Um, I was, sit, was standing with him at the game the other day, and they started rocking like the ball, and he's like, "You can't leave. The costume's good luck." So he's like, you're my superstition. I'm like, cool. So I just stayed there, and, and he kept tweeting, oh, 10 runs, 12 runs since John krux been here. I'm like, I'm telling the people behind me, I can't go anywhere. They told me I can't leave. Yeah, but you to use bathroom, but you're Yeah, rich. I was like, like so you know. maybe I was their good luck charm. But, I mean, me personally, I really don't have any other than, you know, hoping the coach's kid got hurt, but <laughs> that's about yeah. it. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, you know, mentioned <laughs> mine, you know, when I played through high school, college, even some men's league. Um, if I was going well, I would keep the same t-shirt underneath my jersey. Uh, same batting gloves all year if I was going well. You know, if I started hitting like shit, I'd go out and buy new batting gloves because it was obviously the batting gloves' fault, not mine. You know, Clearly. my swing was perfect. My swing was perfect. Yeah, the batting gloves were screwing me up. Um <laughs> Watching a game, I had a funny thing happen last year with my daughter. We were watching the Phillies Cardinals game one of the wild card, and uh, we were the only two home. We're down in the basement watching the game, and the Phillies were losing going into the ninth inning. And she had to go to the bathroom, but she was kind of doing the p dance. She didn't want to go in because <laughs> she wanted to watch the game, you know. So I'm like, just go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom. I'll yell in what's going on. So they start having that epic inning where they, you know, base hit, base hit, bone gets hit All by right. a pitch. You know, we're scoring runs, and I hear her on the door handle to come out. And I said, Yo, don't you fucking come out of there. I said, Because they started scoring since you came in. Put her in the banter, yeah. yeah. Put her in the banter. She sat in on the toilet for that entire ninth inning, and I just yelled, Ball one, strike, ground ball to short. You know, whatever the play. I did the play my uh. play in my Harry Cow's voice for her so that she could hear what was going on in the game. And that's kind of been our thing. Whenever the Phillies are going bad, I'll yell at her, "Go in the bathroom," you know, just go in the bathroom. I'll yell, "What's what's going on?" Um, and like as far as like Eagles games or whatever, you know, the past couple of years the Eagles have been really good with the Super Bowl run. And last year, you know, running to the Super Bowl, I'll wear the same jersey, t shirt, sit in the same you know spot in the, on the couch, and yep. everybody's having the same spot. Play the Rocky song before the you know the Eagles start, and uh, you know dreams and nightmares and all that. You know we got a whole little playlist that we got to play before the Eagles games, but. Um, so it's fun, you know, whatever whatever gets you mentally ready f- to play a game or watch a game is good in my book, right. you know, um, so yeah, so that's pretty much what I got.
0: Oh, man, so I, I, I have a problem, uh, and superstition's one of them, and it, it's just really bad. Uh, I'll, I'll kind of split it up into two. One is like, you know, as a player, and now, you know, as a non-player, and as, you know, a, a watcher, so... As a player, you know, Mike, the left, everything goes on left first. I did the same exact thing. It always happens, and and I feel like the world could end if I put my right sock on first. It's just, I I don't know why. So, like, we're we're the same on that. Um, After I would throw my last warm-up pitch, uh, I would want it to go, you know, kind of like, you know, they throw it down the second. It goes around the horn. I could not be on the mound when I caught the ball from the third baseman. So that was one of them. I did not like being on the dirt itself. Uh, I also would want the third baseman to not just throw a fastball to me. So throw a knuckler, throw a slider, something. And like, it got annoying to them. Bob file loved it because this dude would like rip off sliders, throw knucklers. And I'd be like, Jesus Christ, Rob, Uh, Bob, like, my God, like, I just wanted you to kind of like, I just didn't want a fastball. Just kind of lob it in there. Um, I hated, I, well, I didn't hate, I, I wouldn't allow the umpire to throw the ball back to me. I just didn't like it. Um, it was the catcher or no one. So, like, if the ump would throw it back, I would not catch it. I would not, like, be, like, rude to him and, like, you know, just let it go by me because we've seen some pitchers do that. I would kind of, like, let it hit my glove and drop it, and I'd have to pick it up. I have no idea why. Um, not stepping on the the you know the lines that was you know 100 something i just couldn't do i just didn't agree with i don't know why i wouldn't hop over it but i wouldn't touch them um without getting too long because mine are expansive uh as (laughs) as playing it, it it really gets ugly uh i i will i mean you know this if you follow this page. I did not bathe for a portion during the run in the playoffs and I'm not bullshitting you. Like I literally did. did not I was, I was bathe a lot of
1: games.
2: He was
0: him. here. It was he pretty, knows. It was pretty funky. I, I was like it was pretty
2: fun.
0: If you had a Geiger meter like I was definitely right. Um, but <laughs> they were winning and I'm like I don't know I don't wash the win off me. Um you know, as we were going to the World Series games, I would do like the same, you know, kind of routine. And it was like, you know, use the same shampoo, the same uh, soap, this, and, you, you know, you, you wash everything in the same way, you wear the same hat. Um, it just gets ugly. And I feel like, um, uh, you know, you feel like you're kind of Locked into like doing this because, like, in my head, and I'm not shitting you, and Mike, you know, you're maybe more like this. I feel like they might do bad because I didn't do this. Oh shit, I didn't use the fucking bourbon, uh, you know, shampoo. and uh, I didn't have 15 beers yesterday. Like, fuck, I had 15 beers the day before. Like, they didn't win, and that's why I only had 14. So it's it just, uh, it's overwhelming. It, I definitely feel handcuffed at times. Um, and I wouldn't change a thing because I do love it. Um, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad we called
2: this superstitions and not OCD, but that's what it is.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's it's. Um, so what we're going to move into now is you know the Phil's make me drink segment. So, uh, who wants to kick this one off? Who has the 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 one? I'll I'll,
1: I'll kick this one. All right. Over.
0: So. What made me drink in these last six games
1: is the Phillies' continual failure with runners in scoring position. So that, that first game against the Nats, it was relatively early in the game. I want to say the third or fourth inning. Turner leads off with a double. Steals third. He's on third with no outs. And you have Castellanos, Harper, Real Muto coming up. And it's pop-up, strikeout, pop-up. And I've never seen a team this bad with a runner on third and less than two outs. I mean, in, in any situation, you hit a you you, you hit a ground ball, it, even a double play scores a run in certain situations, yep. and they end up striking out or popping up or hitting a shallow fly ball that you can't tag up on. Um, it, and it's constant; it's every game, other than the one where they have a 19 you know 19 run game, but. These games are all winnable if they just get one or two clutch hits. Not even clutch hits, productive outs. Make a productive out that scores a run. Stop trying to fucking hit the ball 400 feet every swing. Hit a little fucking dribbler to the shortstop that scores that runner from third, and you're going to win a hell of a lot more games than you lose. Because our pitching staff has been pretty damn good. Our bullpen, as much as we make fun of it and as much as we you know, malign it, they're one of the top bullpens in the National League. You know, they have their outings where they go out and they, they get blown, blown up. But for the most part, Soto, Alvarado, Kimbrell, these guys are all coming in and throwing shutout innings when they come in. Um, so it's the, it's the hitting that really has been the, big, the biggest problem for the Phillies this year. Um, and then the other is just my guy out in left field. It's just, it's just, it's horrendous. It is horrendous. He is the most unathletic player on the field. He makes Reese Hoskins look like a gold glover from when he was out in the left field, you know, a couple years ago. He doesn't get to balls. He intimidates the other outfielders when he's out there because he's so unathletic. They think he's going to run into them, you know, going after a fly ball. And Marsh pulls up on that one the other day. It, it's just he—he's killing our pitching staff. They're not going down his errors because he's not getting to the ball, but there are there are outs every game that drop in, that are. Causing our work, our pitchers to work a lot harder than they need to, throw extra pitches, and get into the bullpen earlier than we should be. And it just, at this point, it's time to just take the band-aid off Harper and put him out in, in at first base or put him in left field. I don't care. You got to get Schwarber out of the field and DH him because he's a liability, and no freaking World Series contender can have a guy like that out in the outfield. That's all I got. Now I'm gonna drink because he pissed me off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so who you want to spin it to? <laughs> I'll give it to John.
3: Uh Kyle fucking Schwarber, man. Uh, watching that guy play left field is like the ending credits of the Benny Hill show. It's like and like all running all around. Boobs. Uh, yeah, Mind. the girl. He's I... Minus the girls in the booth.
1: Even in
3: in sped up motion, you don't run that fast. Yeah, it's like. (laughs) (laughs) And the ball's bouncing around, and it's just atrocious to watch. Like, it's almost like the trade deadline's coming up. Everybody's like, oh, I want Goldschmidt, I want pitching. Dude, give me a left fielder. Try to find a a trade for a left fielder somehow. And when you move Harper to first, you move Schwerber to just DH, just DH all year. And, I mean. And you could you you can have Pache be the fourth outfielder. I got no problem with that. But he's got to get out of there. It, like too many costly drops. He's not getting the balls in time. And with the hitting, the hitting's driving me nuts too. Just um, well the not the lack of hitting, I should say. When they're go up there all the time and swinging for defenses, instead of just making contact, make contact, get on base, drive a run in, steal a base once in a while. The quicker guys, not Swerber. Jesus Christ but um so how it works ain't stealing no bases but um yeah like it just drives me nuts like give me a nice little liner give me a single give me a double move guys over drive guys in you don't have to like you don't have to do that golf swing every damn time like i don't know what kevin long's teaching them or maybe it's just in their head i don't know but it's just driving me nuts so i'm
0: going to take the next one and i'm going to uh spin it over to mike um so I wonder, you know, in the future here, like, and this should be tomorrow, the next day, like, what is the interview process for the left fielder for, you know, the Phillies? Hey, can you hit 200? Oh, you can? Check. <laughs> hey, can you catch a routine fly ball? <laughs> awesome. Sign up. Like, you know, like. And and then the Schwarber thing, like everyone talks about it. Here's the dude, like I am sick and fucking tired of Turner getting a fucking pass. This dude is doing nothing. He's fucking terrible in the field right now. Uh, Sig wanted spittle. You're gonna get spittle on this one. I am (laughs) sick of it. Like I am sick and fucking tired of this dude hitting 250 and getting a pass. Fucking Turner is fucking terrible right now. I don't think he's always going to be terrible, but he deserves our wrath just as more as anyone else. 0 for 5, 0 for 4, 0 for 5, the dude hitting 250. Yo, this dude is not fucking slump proof. That's what we heard. Trey Turner's slump proof. He hits 330, 300. This dude is horrendous right now. Figure it the fuck out. I'm sick of Trey Turner and the fucking nonsense with him. Mike, on to you for, you know, your last, and then you can go into your, you know, the dumbass is what I was thinking. S- sounds good, yeah. The only,
2: the only <laughs> thing I'll add, because Dugan looked at my notes, I think. The only thing I'll add is um, Schwerber's defense is offensive to me, and the other thing is, is it's rubbing off on everybody else. I think, John, you just said it. They're afraid that he's going to crash into them, so they're not going after balls more aggressively. Mm-hmm. and um so that that's all I'll add to those two. I mean hitting I had that down too but uh Dugan uh you're very eloquent when you when you uh covered the uh double by Turner stole third nobody out and we still didn't score. So I'll uh, I'll go to the uh, oh dumbass of the week guys. Listen to this. This is like this shit makes me absolutely insane. <clears throat> There's four guys this week This doesn't have anything to do with baseball. Sorry. There's four guys this week, two from the Colts, one from Tennessee Titans, and uh, a free agent that got suspended indefinitely because they were betting on the NFL. Rashad Berry, Nicholas Petit Ferrer, uh, Isaiah Rogers, and Demetrius Taylor, right? Listen to this. Demetrius Taylor makes $454,000. Um, Rashad Berry eight hundred ninety five thousand uh, dollars, Nicholas Petit Fer- Ferrer uh, nine hundred fifty two thousand dollars, and Isaiah Rogers three point four million dollars. Do you know these were twenty five dollar bets? One guy did it. Wow. One guy. One guy did a thousand dollar parlay. But most of these bets that these guys got suspended for an entire year, where they will not make. That money that I just talked about is over a twenty-five dollar bet. They are truly the o dumbasses of the week. Um, you got one there, that's, uh, Chris.
0: <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I feel like the o dumbass of the week has to be like yours, and okay. like that's like your thing. <laughs> so, like that one, like we can't even combat with that. But you know, uh, it,
3: that's just I, wild. I mean, <laughs>
0: that's shameful um what i was thinking is that we would move into like so what we decided to do is on the farm so each of us were going to kind of talk about some random player and like we all talk so we made sure that like we're not talking about the same guy um but i'm going to talk uh first about simone musziati uh so let me give you some numbers so or, or you know just a background so he's 24 years old, he's from Venezuela. He was signed by the Red Sox in 2015, but they had some international signing scandal where like they had to give him up and he eventually went to the Phillies. So he's been with the Phillies since 2016. He did not play in like 2020, most of 2021. And one was like the you know COVID year. The other was uh, due to like some visa issues, which is I, I don't understand it and I don't need to or want to. Um, but listen to what this dude's doing this year. He has a 351 batting average. He's on, His on base percentage is 407. He's leading off mostly for Lehigh Valley at this point. Um, 882 OPS, uh, 19 stolen bases, four home runs, 36 RBIs. Dude's a plus defender. So he's a center fielder. Where is he going to go? He's not going to play here unless they're going to trade um, Marsh, and he's going to take over or trade Pache. Like, this dude has to be playing in the major league somewhere. I think he's the number one trade target as far as position players in the minor leagues. 24 years old, just killing the ball. And, you know, because... Robbie the Wizard Thompson uh, doesn't love to uh, you know play lefty righty like this guy's a left-handed hitter. He's hitting 303 against lefties and 372 against righties. This dude deserves to play. He's blocked here. He either has to be trade bait or they're going to trade someone else
3: here. Um, so that's kind of what I think, John. Who do you have? I went with uh, Carlos Dea Cruz. I really liked what I seen. I was paying attention to him a little bit last year in the minors. I liked what I seen from him at Reading. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I'm sorry, in spring training this year, they had him playing mostly first, which I liked. You know, trying to groom another first baseman somewhere because we really don't have it. It's very thin at the minor league ranks. But he plays both outfield and, and first base. He's six eight two ten. So like, if you got him a first base, you're not overthrowing that dude. Like that <laughs> dude's like that's something out. to mention. 6'8". Yeah, a 6'8 eight first base would be nice to have. But he could play the outfield too. Had a rough week this week. I mean, only two hits, one run, one walk. But overall, he's leading. He's leading. Uh, Redding in home runs, fourteen. He's got thirty seven RBIs. 287 average and he's got an 845 ops um i'm thinking like i mean i know first base is really not blocked right now like we don't know about reese and if they do bring reese back what i think my assumption is a one-year prove-it deal which is not going to be expensive mm-hmm. and dependent on that but after that i mean this kid's probably ready to come up in the two years or so so why not, you know, play him mostly at first? I mean, he could play outfield, too, and he's good at outfield, too, and he's a good hitter. But like Mike mentioned in our group chat earlier, a little more fire under him, and he could be a really good player. He's, he's got power. So I'm looking to see what the kid can do from here on out. Chris, who you have?
0: Yeah,
1: I, I, I went with a little bit of a longer-term prospect. He's, right now he's ranked number 11 in the Phillies system. He's 18 years old. He's a shortstop, William Bergala. He's playing with the Thrashers right now. He's a 5'11", 165 shortstop. Bats left, throws right. Uh, the Phillies signed him as an international free agent um, in 2022. His father, same name, William Bergala, had a cup of tea with the Reds in 2005. Um, last year, he played in the Dominican Summer League, hit 380 in the Summer League, and not small sample size, only 71 at bats, but in those 71 at bats. He only struck out three times. Uh, so he's he's got great bat-to-ball skills. Yeah. And that's what uh, the scouts are talking about. How he, he makes contact. He's a real good contact hitter. They don't think he's gonna have much power. Not a big power guy, but he's a gap-to-gap doubles kind of you know, line drive hitter. Uh, this year he's at Clearwater, he's hitting 255, and then again, another impressive, only six K's and 55 at bats down at Clearwater. Um, And some of the the, the, uh, scouts, they talk about, obviously, his outstanding bat-to-ball skills. They say he's got great hands and quick feet, and he's very instinctive at shortstop. Uh, They think he has enough arm to continue to be a shortstop. But, you know, if this kid's that good, and, uh, you know, with Turner being here for 11 years, maybe someone that... Can maybe move positions, become, you know, shift over to second base, or or maybe they they try and turn him into the outfield, which the Phillies seem to love to do with yeah. with the infielders. <laughs> yeah. um, but he seems like a you know he's number eleven prospect in the system, and I, I just like guys that put the bat on the ball and and, mm-hmm. and don't strike out. So I, those are pretty impressive numbers: nine strikeouts and one hundred twenty something at bats. You know, between the summer league and, and Clearwater, so he's somebody to keep an eye on. I think. Mike, here you got? Yeah, I went
2: deep uh, in our
1: system, too,
2: also with the Thrashers. Uh, gentleman named Jordan Disson. He's number seven. Uh, reason I picked him uh, and dove into his stats a little bit is because he's a hometown boy. He grew up in Pottstown, Pennsylvania. He's 21 years old. Uh, he was the 362nd pick in round 12 uh, two years ago. And so he played um, in rookie ball last year for only 10 games, um, but he hit 353 in those 10 games. Um, Also uh, this year, now he's, uh, what, uh, 37 games. Um, He's got 128 at bats, right? But he's hitting 289, um, 406 on base percentage, also 406 uh, slugging at 812 OPS. So my thought process here was let's talk about a guy who grew up around the Phillies organization and uh, we have a we have one of the best catchers in the league. Right. So I'm my my thought process is is how does um, JT help, you know, this this guy along in his career you know when we're when they're together in in florida um or just kind of a mentor relationship uh with someone who's just starting out their
0: career Uh, i'm gonna keep track of this kid he looks pretty good cool um so the last thing that we're gonna kind of talk about today is uh mike what's your fourth of july plans what do you do (laughs) so i'm coming to you you,
2: yeah i'm coming to you live from alger michigan because you know, buying a house, selling a house, and moving in the next ten days—why not take an eleven-hour drive? Um, so we're uh, we're here with friends. This is the we we think this is the um, eighth year in a row that we've done the Fourth of July thing here. Um, great lake house, great people, uh, lots of beers, lots of um, bourbons. That uh, it seems like everybody has a niche, right? So my buddy Dan is really into wine my buddy lance is into bourbon and i bring all the beers from uh you know like new england ipas uh we do a lot of um, bago up here some people call it cornhole that makes me nervous so i call it baggo um <laughs> and uh you know just kind of relax go out on the pontoon boat we were out on the boat earlier today um and we cook tons of food like we did two briskets overnight last night and, uh, dove into them when we got back from uh, from the you know running out on the lake. So uh, really a huge Fourth uh, of July um, tradition for us for the past eight years.
3: Uh, John, what are you doing, man? Uh, just pretty much relaxing. I'm actually dog sitting tomorrow for my mom and my stepdad, so they can go to the family Fourth party. What kind of dog? Uh, What's the, the dog's name? Like we got to more. Fred.
1: All right, Fred. Fred the dog. <laughs> he's um,
3: Cocker Spaniel. They trust you with him? Oh, yeah. He's cool. He's easy to watch. He's the friendliest dog. He's quiet. Oh, ah, that's just, cool. Yeah. just going to be me and Fred, some cold <laughs> ones. I'm going to watch the Phil's while they're at the park. Try not to tear the place up. I know you're watching. I like my steak well done, as you know. Um, But, yeah, just going to hang out. Uh, take my Xbox over, play some show before the Phillies game. But i got a couple games on the menu I want to check out, too. Cool. Uh, watch hopefully watch the Mets and the Yankees lose. <laughs> oh <Okay>,
1: yeah, definitely. <laughs> about you, Chris? Yeah, I mean you know keep it simple tomorrow. Uh, family barbecue, uh, so it should be nice. I'll have some some beers and some burgers. Watch the game with my dad and my my godfather, my brother uh, brother-in-law. We'll Jose, with, Jose, okay. yeah. Jose. Uh, cool. we're, we're we're going to Jose's. I house love and, Jose. Yeah, so we'll be with Jose. He'll be cooking for us uh, tomorrow, and we we'll be, he'll be dropping beers down our guzzles, you know, all day. Um, But I do want to talk about something else I got coming up um, after the 4th of July. So um, my daughter, Megan, uh, plays softball for the Phillies Urban Youth Academy. Uh, Shout out to the 16U. They won the championship this week down in Delaware. Uh, Meg had a three-run homer over the center field fence in the one game, and she was the winning pitcher in – the semifinal game and the eventual championship game. So she had one hell of a weekend. Um, And as part of playing for the Philly Youth Academy, she was selected to represent the Phillies at the Jenny Finch Classic out in Seattle over the All-Star break. So my wife and I are gonna be traveling to Seattle on Thursday to go watch Meg and her teammates play against other Urban Youth Academy teams um we were lucky to be in la last year um for the same event oklahoma the year before with Meg nice. and my daughter sarah got to play in cleveland a couple years back so it's been we've been very fortunate to travel around and get to watch the girls play
0: so what games do you get to see there and what do you get to do when you're at this all-star experience because so, i think this is awesome yeah this is pretty cool yeah. so
1: meg meg it's a it's an all-expense paid trip for Meg through the through mlb um they actually take our kids and take them away from us. We really don't get to see them. They're, they fall under MLB security uh, while they're out wow. there. So as far as the girls go, they will they will get the VIP treatment. They get to go to the any MLB event that's out there, um, the play ball, uh, MLB play ball. They'll have free tickets to get to that. They'll be at the Home Run Derby um, in the stadium at the Home Run Derby. They'll be at this the Futures game and the Celebrity Softball game uh as well as playing in the tournament so that their schedule they have two games scheduled for friday one game saturday one game sunday if they finish in the top two of their bracket they'll play sunday night for a semifinal game and then the championship is monday at the university of washington huskies stadium so we'll definitely be going to the game championship game because i really want to see that stadium Uh. uh check that out so uh, that was, that's really cool um it's going to be a cool event and then as as parents that are traveling there's probably right now i know of about seven maybe six or seven sets of parents that are going out you know we'll, we'll do some sightseeing while we're out there we're definitely going to buy tickets to to see the uh celebrity game so we can get inside the stadium and check out you know at the mariners ballpark and being we'll go to we'll buy some tickets to the live you know mlb events and then we'll do the typical tourist attractions, you know, the Space Needle and the giant Starbucks. My wife wants to see so she can, be, you know, be in the giant Gotta Starbucks. got a fish. We're gonna catch the fish. Uh, catch We're gonna talk about that. I heard about What about a the
0: Seahawks Stadium? Um, I'm, Seahawk gonna go, I'm gonna go piss on the Seahawks Stadium. <laughs> he must uh, get that.
1: Yeah, fuck those birds. We know. We know who the real fucking birds are, baby. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna piss on the Seahawks Stadium. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, we're looking forward to going out there. It's really just exciting to get to see Meg uh,
0: participate in in these kind of events. So, Meg, get Jenny on. Yeah. And, you know, that would be really cool. So tell her about the podcast. I had to
1: buy Meg. We're probably going to have to buy her new Crocs because she gets Jenny Finch to sign her Crocs every time we see her. So we'll need new Crocs for Jenny Finch, but... Yeah, Uh, no, so thanks for letting me talk about that. That's cool. That's awesome.
3: That's awesome. Meg,
0: I could not be more proud when your dad texted me and told me this stuff. Awesome stuff. Complete game shutout. Home run. So, like, when she hits the home run, Hugo gets the ball. My, daughter's dad, Sarah, my daughter Sarah okay. was there. She ran and okay. about it because I'm like that. Yeah. That, that, that's that was awesome. her second
1: one of the season. So we have both both balls that she that she hit over the fence. You're
0: gonna have to get one of those home plates that has
1: a bunch yeah, of sounds. I, so. I'm hoping and hopefully we fill it all. Up. Up, yeah. you know, so she's got up. a couple more years
0: left to play. That's awesome. She's got some
1: pop, you know. So.
0: Ah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's um, so I'm going over uh, tomorrow. Well my wife uh daughter going over sig and alex so they have a fourth of july party um they're home brewers and i'm in like the group and like it's so awesome like there's all these different beers that like they homebrewed that are going to be part of it and like i've already like kind of talked about but i'm like the dpf garage beer bar is going to be on the on the uh, agenda and they're also making uh, an independence brew, who is in honor of uh, Zig's dad, which is like, I think it's an awesome idea. I'm so excited to try it. Um, we're bringing uh, something, and you know, I have to keep it a secret because they don't know yet, but uh, it's. Well, I'm bringing alcohol, too, but there's something else secret, <laughs> and it's, like, whether this is good or bad, I'm actually going to make it. Me and my daughter are going to make it tomorrow, so, like, I'm, I'm really uh, excited about that. Fuck the match pie or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we sign off, I want to kind of, like, look through some of the uh, um, comments here, and, you know, Zig and Alex are always on here. Cindy, thank you so much. Um there's a lot today, so I'm going to kind of, like, uh, talk about, like, towards the end. And what was interesting is, like, I don't know, Chris, if it's your wife or my wife, but they're on the Drunk Phils fans' uh, wives site, so go follow them. And they're saying, like, DPF is fire, and, uh, you know, look at our hot husbands killing it. So I have to assume that this is not my wife and it's yours unless my wife's drinking. So it's possible. <laughs> I don't know, like, but I it's was like, and they may mean hot because like, so if there's anyone who's watching or listening, who's an HVAC person, <laughs> yo, the garage is hot as shit. I have a goddamn, uh, like something like sitting on my balls cause I'm so goddamn hot. And I have like this, like that I was been holding under there. We need heat, we need air conditioning in here bad. John is sweating, Chris is sweating, <laughs> I'm sweating. It's been terrible. I can do something, fat guys. That's for sure.
3: Next week we'll be live from Salvin Rusties. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so, Zig and Alex, like their their dog's <laughs> name is Boomer, um, and they named like their brewing company after their dog, uh, Boomer Brewing. I've not yet met Boomer, so like I'm super excited tomorrow um, to meet Boomer. So I, I appreciate them being on. Um. Wow! Like, and even like the wives are saying like, "No, we're smoking all day." Like, I don't know. Like, they must cigars. They're are smoking all day. Smoking <laughs> <walks>. Whatever they <laughs> have, You're I, I of it.
1: Um, <laughs> they must want something. I don't
0: know. <laughs> oh, that, that could be yeah. See, I'm not smart like that. I'm just thinking like, wow! Like, that's really cool to like. It's a trap. Whole, <laughs> uh, it's like trap. it is a trap. Um, yeah. Thanks for joining us. I had a lot of fun, uh, Mike. You know, I can't wait for you to be here in this garage. Uh, I think that's going to be, like, one of our best podcasts when all, you know, four. Rob couldn't be on today, but all five of us (laughs) assemble, like, goddamn Voltron. Um, (laughs) You know, look for us on episode four. um, And, you know, the sign-off is the same. So, as usual, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, Fuck Joe Carter and fuck the Mets. All right, boys. All right. Thank you.